The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sportsbook app. Yes, I am back on the road. Logan, Utah. I think it's Northeast Utah. My first time here in Logan, Utah, as the Aggies of Utah State will host Air Force, the Falcons, tomorrow night on CBS Sports Network. So you guys have gotten the tour of the world. Those of you that actually watch on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, you have gotten some exclusive access to a lot of hotel rooms around the country so far this fall. Uh, that This is new because YouTube's new from the summer. So before you guys wouldn't even know if I was somewhere else because it was audio only. But now those of you that watch at YouTube know that. We will have a Spread the Word winner on Friday. You guys know the deal there. At Ross Tucker NFL. At Ross Tucker Pod. Don't need to belabor that point. Just need to look for newbies. I love the newbies. The people that engage with one of us. One of the social media platforms. One of the handles. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, it does not matter. Love some of our new sponsors. I think they are fantastic gift ideas. Hopefully, when you're you know driving around or when you get to where you're going or you're watching a game, like there's a game today at 345. We'll get into that with Andrew Brandt momentarily. Hopefully, you go to the RossTucker.com, click on the Sponsors tab, and see which one of these would be a good, good code I could use for somebody for the holidays because there's a bunch of them. I promise. YouTube shout out Friday. Very easy. Just subscribe to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL and comment on any of the posts. We put up the full episode of every show. So today we're doing even money podcast on a Wednesday. We're doing fantasy feast part one on a Wednesday. Full episodes of those will be up and the clips from fantastic intern Casey will be up as well. So you can comment on any of the highlight clips, any of the full episodes, and be eligible to get one of those cameo-style shout-outs from me. Shout-out, speaking of shout-outs, William Homan, H-O-M-A-N. He is today's patron of the day, patreon.com slash RT Media. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. 
Well, this is a first on a lot of different levels to talk with my guy, Andrew Brandt, from the Business of Sports podcast. You need to go ahead and check him out on social media like I do, at Andrew Brandt. He's the man, Villanova, uh, Sports Law, Vanner Sports, writes for the MMQB, but especially the Business of Sports podcast. And Andrew, I think, I'm pretty sure this is the first time we've ever done this, certainly on a Wednesday, where we actually have a football game tonight. No, we don't even. We have a football game this afternoon. You know what I was going to lead you with, and I am not steering you in any direction whatsoever. This is the proverbial blank slate, blank canvas. I'm just going to let you go. Good day, Ross. Yeah, I mean, this will be the best Wednesday afternoon game in the history of the league. Right? Um, listen, I've been vocal uh, on Twitter and my writing that I really have an issue with this game. I understand what they're trying to do. There's no one in the business that understands the business of football more than I do in terms of getting it in, playing through, making sure we finish having the week, not have to worry about Wiki 18 with only one game. I get it all. But everything to me as a lawyer is precedent. So this is precedent, Ross, and this is a dangerous precedent in my mind because what we have is lack of containment. It's one thing for the Broncos to play without quarterbacks. It's one thing for the 49ers to play that Thursday night game with a depleted roster. Those are competitive balance issues. I get it. The, the, the teams are going to play through. It's a different year. You're tough luck, right? Tough luck for the competitive balance part. But the infection part to me is different than competitive balance. Unless I'm reading this wrong, the Ravens have had nine, nine days of continuing infections. And they had one yesterday. And who knows, they may find one today, and that would be 10 days. So to me, Dr. Sills of the NFL has talked about containment. This does not seem contained. And not a doctor, this does not seem contained. But they're playing the game, and they're traveling, albeit with two planes. And I just wonder, my question is, what, after this precedent, what will it take for the NFL to postpone a game, not during the week of it was supposed to be, but to actually postpone a game to week 18 or whatever. And that is now an extremely high bar, an extremely high bar. So if you're asking me, are we going to get through the season? Well, now I think, yeah, we are. Because we've had 20 plus infections on one team and they're playing. Who cares if it's a Wednesday? It's the same week. So I don't, understand the criteria right now. And what I'm just seeing is my sort of jaded view, which I want more information on, which is that the business of football overcomes the abundance of caution. Not even close right now, to me, not even close. So that's my, that's my thought on this game today. I guess the part I don't understand, Andrew, is that it was postponed twice mm -hmm. because they had had continuing infection from Thursday to Sunday, 
and then Sunday to Tuesday, and really then Tuesday to Wednesday. But I don't think anything has materially changed in the sense that they've still had positives. So I want to say, was it Monday where they didn't have any? But then, you know, Willie Sneed was Sunday and maybe Monday they didn't. And then Tuesday they did. The other thing that was weird, Andrew, is it seemed like it came out that nobody tested positive, good to go. And then later in the day, it was, well, actually, there were two positives, one player and one staff member who had practiced with the team the two days prior, whatever they did, walkthroughs or whatever. That's a problem. And what we want from our league and its media and our media is trust. And it just seemed like yesterday, Tuesday, it seemed like all day, you know, you check Twitter, you check on it. Okay, seems like everything's good. And then you see this kind of, I don't know, kind of a small item late in the afternoon, maybe the evening it was. Oh yeah, they were told on the bus. In other words, the Ravens were told on the bus, by the way, we had positives or a positive. I don't know if it was one or one and a staff member. And uh, yeah, I mean, why are we hearing about it then? And there was kind of this, you probably saw it too, Ross, this kind of, um, this, uh, what's the word? Just kind of a, an undercurrent this week. And let me know if you saw it too, where, you know, despite the Steelers saying, hey, we're, you know, we didn't get the buy, we didn't get the mini buy, all that stuff. That's on one side. But there was kind of an undercurrent from the Ravens side. Like, is this safe? Do we want to get on this plane? Do we want to get on this bus? Uh, so I'm not sure everything's cozy with the Ravens or even with league officials. There was an Adam Schefter tweet, something about inside the league offices. Some are pushing, some are not comfortable with it. Some are uneasy. So, yeah, there's this, there's sort of, there's not a uni, uniform view on this game. Well, what I also think is interesting, Andrew, is my understanding is that they're going to take, um, you know, the rapid test today, the point of care test, which is not nearly as accurate as the PCR test. So I don't know. I would expect if they're doing the rapid test, Andrew, I would think that there's probably a couple guys that test positive with it because they actually, it seems like there's a high level of false positives with the rapid test. So if that happens, are they going to play? I mean, it feels like if anybody tests positive today, they're not going to play, which makes me think they really should have waited to travel today. You know, it's not that far from Baltimore to Pittsburgh. I mean, teams play high school football games and they hop on the bus and drive that far. You know, they could fly in. I just think it's weird. If I, unless I'm missing something. Yeah. It seems to me like there's going to be more tests today. If those are positive, I think they're going to cancel the game. So it seems especially poor form to travel from Baltimore to Pittsburgh, no matter how many planes you had, to only cancel a game if you find out that there's more positives. I mean, this – and if Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins, by the way, who are eligible to come back today off the COVID list, but they couldn't fly with the team yesterday, if they can travel today – why wouldn't you just have the whole team 
travel today after those tests come back? Well, one thing you said that I guess I hope is the case, but I'm not sure it is. You said if they're positives today, I think they'll cancel the game. I think they won't. (laughs) I really think they won't. And listen, you know what's going on. They're trying to push it spy time as long as they can to actually have a game this week. And then Ravens and Steelers play on Monday, have enough time to play the game next week. You know, with the with the physical nature of football, it's not like baseball. You can't just rejigger these games. I get it. But what seems to be happening, Ross, is they're holding out week 18 as long as they possibly can. Because if they said, okay, week 18, and they just had this game, that, you know, that's kind of a bummer, just a week for one game. And they don't want to feel like they're going to be more games because they think they can handle this. So I get what they're trying to do. But I think this game shouldn't happen. If there's positives, of course, this game shouldn't happen. But the reality part of me says this game's happening. And you know what? You and I and everyone else is going to watch it at three in the afternoon or whatever it is. Why do you think they are like this seems to me like I mean, we're in December now. Week 18 is not that far away. It's five weeks away. I don't envision there being, you know, we've had two team outbreaks, right? Yeah. I don't really envision there being another team outbreak, but perhaps there is one more team outbreak. I guess it would just seem to me, Andrew, if that happened with whatever team it is, as long as they're not playing the Ravens that week or the Steelers or whatever, then, you know, you could have two games week 18. And that way you don't have to put yourself in this situation with the precedent and stuff. Why do you think that they're so averse to week 18? I think it's not so much averse, but I think it's last resort. And, uh, You know, this would be a natural week 18 game. Everyone, there's no argument really against it other than, well, we still want to have the pomp and circumstance of a two-week Super Bowl period. And unless we absolutely positively have to, we'll take it away. So I don't know the answer to that. You know, um, Dr. Sills has been the NFL spokesman on this, and he's very good. I'd like to hear his answer about playing this game and uh, because the only, you know, I know he gets interviewed by NFL media. I think the only answers he had, he's had about not playing would be lack of containment. Does this seem contained to everyone listening? Does this seem contained? And without a contained virus, we're playing, you know, I'm going to talk a lot more about this in my Brant's rants on the podcast this week. I appreciate you giving me this space to do it here. And and listen, let's just be honest. You and I love football and we're, I'm complicit in this. I am complicit. I'm watching. Absolutely. I'm invested. But, you know, I go back to my columns, my talks with you as early as April, May, March, May, June. Like, are we really going to do this? (laughs) And we're doing it. We are doing it. Yeah. Um, I, I, the other thing that I wanted to bring up here, which I think is important, is the idea of a forfeit. Because, you know, a lot of people, a lot of fans think that the teams that break these protocols 
you know, like the Ravens did to have this outbreak with the strength coach, whoever that was. I don't know if it's the assistant strength coach or whatever. They believe that the Ravens should have to forfeit. But my understanding, and I've seen Mike Florio write some stuff that maybe this is a gray area because it wouldn't be considered a cancellation. A forfeit's not the same as a cancel a game being canceled. Because we know that the NFLPA agreed that if the games are canceled, they don't get paid. I guess there's some debate as to whether or not the players get paid if there is a forfeit. Certainly, the NFL thinks that that's not the case and or is saying that that's not the case. But it does seem to me, Andrew, like we could get to the point here where the Ravens, like if this game doesn't get played today, I think they would do week 18. Yeah. But they also could just forfeit the game and the Ravens could be on the hook to pay the, the Steelers because it's the Ravens' fault. That's kind of how I look at it. What, what's your reaction? Yeah, and I've read the things you're talking about too, and I haven't dived into the agreement again. We talked a lot about the mini, what I call the mini-CBA done in August uh, to get this season going. And as you noted, it's basically you don't play the games, you don't get paid. <clears throat> but again, words like cancellation are used I guess my question is, with all the lawyers and all the people working on this deal back in August, September, this was not anticipated. There's Again, people have written about it, done a good job writing about it. But if I'm going to ask the NFLPA and NFL and, and they're going to say, no, we never talked about a forfeit. To me, that sounds odd that this was never contemplated. But, you know, if the word is not in the agreement, yeah, that's a gray area, like you said. And I'm sure the NFL thinks you don't play, you don't get paid. And I'm sure the NFL PA would argue it's not a cancellation. So here we go. <laughs> there, were, there will be lawyers. But uh, I find it hard to believe, Ross, that this was not anticipated in that mini CBA negotiation on this season. Speaking of anticipated, the two things that – I keep thinking about Andrew, like how could the Broncos not have a more viable quarterback solution for this circumstance? Like the Eagles did way back at the start of the year with Josh McCown on practice squad. That That's one of the first things. Like I don't, I don't have any sympathy. I mean, I have some sympathy for the Broncos, but not really. I mean, number one, the players, the quarterbacks got together on their own and they were within six feet of each other for 15 minutes without masks on. And then they don't have like a, a backup quarantine quarterback. It's hard for me to have a lot of sympathy for people that mess up, I guess, on multiple levels. I know. And, and kudos, I thought, Ross, to Vic Fangio, because he basically made your point. <clears throat> and he's on their side. You know, he's the coach of the team. He said those quarterbacks put us in a bad situation. They put the NFL in a bad situation. And there's no excuse. And you see a lot of coaches whining this year about the competitive issues. And it's it's ridiculous. You know, we're not talking about competitive issues are out the window this year. And he didn't. Now, here's the thing. Back to our main discussion, Ross. That was not a competitive football game, right? So the NFL will allow for a, a totally non-competitive football game. You know, there's no they had, the Broncos had no chance of winning that game. Zero. Right. But that's allowable this year.
but then playing with all the infections, that's, you know, they're going to go forward with that. So it's, you know, listen, and then you're, you're better versed to answer this too, but wouldn't they have been better without this practice squad, but Wake Forest quarterback who was clearly shouldn't have been on the field, just running Wildcats with Melvin Gordon and, and Philip Lindsay. I mean, it, that's a question for you. I mean, wouldn't they have been better, you know, letting Melvin Gordon throw a couple passes and now and then, or then doing that? Well, they did. I mean, they started the game with Phil Lindsay. Uh, Royce Freeman played some quarterback. I think Gordon played some quarterback. They did in, in the first couple of plays, Lindsay got yards. Then Lindsay got hurt and was out. I think Lindsay was the guy they wanted to have be the, the wildcat quarterback. So yeah, man, it was it was a mess. I'm looking forward to Branch Ranch this week because I can tell you really kind of want to unload. You've got <laughs> you've got a lot to say. So looking forward to the business of sports podcast. And make sure you check out Andrew always at Andrew Brandt on Twitter. That's how you hear about the newsletter, patrons, everything he's doing, his articles. The key is to follow Andrew on Twitter so you get all of his awesome content. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Ross. There he is, Andrew Brandt. Speaking, by the way, of strange times for games, you guys are you guys Amazon Prime members like my wife is? Did you know you can watch NFL football live on Prime Video? That's right. They're calling it the future of football. This week, instead of Thursday night, watch the Dallas Cowboys at the Baltimore Ravens this Tuesday, December 8th. You can catch all the action on any device, almost anywhere in the world. You can choose your favorite announcer, including Troy Aikman and Joe Buck, or Bucky Brooks and Daniel Jeremiah from Move the Sticks, or Chris Long and Kerry Champion from NFL Next. Get next-gen stats and watch in-game replays on demand, all within Prime Video's X-Ray. Again, that's the Cowboys at the Ravens. This Tuesday, December 8th, kickoff is 8 p.m. Eastern on Prime Video, also available on Fox and NFL Network, NFL Network simulcast, subject to change, presented by Bud Light Platinum. Ducks Takes. Morning, Ross. A lot of news uh, out of Houston. Wide receiver Will Fuller and cornerback Bradley Roby both been suspended six games under the league's PED policy. Former Texans wide receiver Kenny Stills cleared waivers and is now a free agent. Right. I should mention, by the way, Brian, I mentioned that Cowboys-Ravens game. I will be calling that game for Westwood 1. So Tuesday at 8. I've done a Monday at 5 game this year. Now I'm going to do a Tuesday at 8 game. And truth be told, if I wasn't in Utah right now, I'd be doing a Wednesday at 345 game. I would be the first announcer in the history of the sport of football to call NFL games Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday the same season. As it stands, I'm going to have to just go with Monday and Tuesday. And I think Troy Aikman and Joe Buck did both those games as well. So it is what it is. As for Houston, you know, Bri, Will Fuller and Bradley Roby both said that a doctor, you know, gave them something and they didn't realize it was banned. I think I've been pretty clear about this before. The first thing I would tell you is when it's two teammates at the same time that play similar positions, wide receiver, corner, 
I find it hard to believe that these are unrelated, right? Like, I can't remember the last PED suspension this year, and you've got two guys the same week, both for the Texans, wide receiver and corner, both getting six-game suspensions. So I would think that those are related. That's number one. Of course, speculation, but that would be my guess. And then number two, no sympathy. You know, both these guys have been in the league for years now. When I was a player, I've been very clear about this, I would never, ever, 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 ever put anything in my body without talking to the team first and usually actually bringing it into the team. And that's why I don't know what doctor they're dealing with, but why are you not dealing with the team doctor? Like what, what, what is it that you're doing that you're not with the team doctor? That would be a red flag if I'm the team. So really brutal. And by the way, Kenny Stills, I think that the Texans released him uh, the day after Thanksgiving before they found out about Will Fuller's suspension on Monday, I bet you they want him back. You know, I, I mean, the Texans could use him back. They lose Will Fuller. You got to get Kenny Stills, put him right in Will Fuller's place. Tux takes. Some other notes include Packers center Corey Lindsley out three to six weeks with an MCL strain. Browns defensive end Miles Garrett activated off the COVID list and the Colts in the news as it relates to both Anthony Costanzo and Rigoberto Sanchez. That was sweet, Brian. That was nice. I can't do that. That's called what? Trilling an R? I believe it is. Yes. Very good. Rigoberto. 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 Do it again. Rigoberto. How did you learn how to do that? Uh, that's not something that is learned. It's just, just happens. Yeah. Well, it doesn't just happen for me. Uh, Lindsley, big injury for the Packers. He's a very good center. It does, though, put Elton Jenkins in at center, who's been unbelievable. I told you guys I loved Elton Jenkins last year. And now this year, I think he's played all five different spots at different points, uh, which is something I was able to do. I never actually did him in an NFL game. Actually, you know what? I played center, right guard, left guard, and left tackle in NFL games. I never got in, I don't think, at right tackle in an NFL game, regular season or preseason. I don't think I got in at right tackle, but I'd have to kind of jog the memory. But that's awesome, Elton Jenkins. Uh, but now their depth's being tested because that means John Runyon, the rookie, is at left guard. You know, people are saying, oh, the Browns should have won these last two games by more. Well, now they're getting their best football player back. That's a pretty good sign. Anthony Costanzo has a sprained MCL as well. I haven't seen how long he'll be out, how bad his MCL sprain is. There's grade one, grade two, grade three. Big difference. Grade one, you can usually, like, play with. Grade two, you're out a week or two. Grade three is when it becomes the three to six, typically. And Rigoberto Sanchez, I think we talked about it. He had a cancerous tumor removed. So clearly, prayers up for Rigoberto. Tux takes. And finally, well, it appears we have a football game this afternoon. Steelers and Ravens. Ross, who do you like and why? Right. So that means that... Uh, we're recording this at 6.57 a.m. Mountain Time. I'm in Mountain Time Zone. By the way, how about the fact 
that I'm in the best time zone to watch a primetime game, and it's at 3.45 instead, when I was actually going to like try to take a nap or something. It would have been amazing. It was like 8.20, that's 6.20 here. I get dinner, watch the game. Mountain time zone is perfect for primetime games. Perfect. And they make it 3.45 because of the Rockefeller Center tree lighting. Unbelievable. So this is, by the way, Bri, our DraftKings focused game of the week. Uh, the, the Ravens are now 10-point underdogs, and the total for the game is 42-and-a-half. This, by the way, we'll talk about this on today's Even Money podcast. This is not a game where I would recommend that people uh, that are inclined on Even Money podcast place a wager. There's just so much uncertainty. I don't even know at this point, Brian, if I know all the people that can and can't play for Baltimore. You know, like – Evidently, J.K. Dobbins and Melvin Ingram can play, which is important for the for you guys from a fantasy perspective, whether that's DFS at DraftKings or whatever. Um, although I would think that most of you already just played other guys for Week 12, not wanting to take the chance that something happens and you don't get a chance to have your guys out there. I think most of you probably already played other people and you don't have anybody in tonight's game from a – fantasy perspective, whether that's DraftKings or otherwise. You know, I think uh, Trace McSorley and Brandon Williams are back. So Brandon Williams back would be good for Baltimore. I don't know, like, how much these guys are going to play. I guess Trace McSorley would be the backup behind RG3. I do think it'll be interesting to see how well RG3 plays. I think that is one of the more interesting aspects of the game. I don't think there will be a ton of points in the game. And I do think that DraftKings kind of got this one right and that the Steelers win by about 10. That sounds right to me. This is not Kendall Hinton out there. You know, this is, you're talking about, you know, RG3. He's been there a couple of years. He's very well versed in the system. He knows what he's doing. So I would envision the, uh, the Steelers winning by about 10. I think they got it right. I'm going to say 27-17. Something like that, which I guess would mean it went it went over the total of 42 and a half. But 27-17 sounds about right to me uh, for this game, I would say, Bri, in our DraftKings focused game of the day. Speaking of focus, one of the things you guys could focus on for the holiday gift giving season are some of our, I think we're done here, members of Patreon.com slash RT Media. Pizza Boy Brewing, why don't you buy somebody a gift card if you live in central Pennsylvania or buy them some Pizza Boy Brewing beer. Dynastyfreaks.com, go to that website. Sportaculture, which is a really cool like team-based plant. Steakhousesports.com, which is very cool from our guy Chris. And Vision Comics with an X. I know our guy Tuckheads J thinks Vision Comics is awesome, so I was happy to hear that. So a lot of different options for you over at, uh, that you can hear every day. They are patrons, patreon.com slash RT Media. As mentioned earlier, we'll have the Even Money podcast today. A lot of people tweet me yesterday, where's Even Money? Where's Even Money? YouTube comments, where's Even Money? Where's Even Money? We got you. We're not going to like not do it one week. It's going to be today because of my travel schedule yesterday. And then we'll get the Fantasy Feast ready for you for week number 13 in the NFL as well. I think we're done here. 
Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.